Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Samuel chapter 23. When David was told, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah and are looting the threshing floors, he inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? The Lord answered him, Go, attack the Philistines and save Keilah. But David's men said to him, Here in Judah we are afraid. How much more then if we go to Keilah against the Philistine forces? Once again David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him, Go down to Keilah, for I am going to give the Philistines into your hands. So David and his men went to Keilah, fought the Philistines, and carried off their livestock. He inflicted heavy losses on the Philistines and saved the people of Keilah. Now Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, had brought the ephod down with him when he fled to David at Keilah. Saul was told that David had gone to Keilah, and he said, God has delivered him into my hands, for David has imprisoned himself by entering a town with gates and bars. And Saul called up all forces for battle to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. When David learned that Saul was plotting against him, he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring the ephod. David said, Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard definitely that Saul plans to come to Keilah and destroy the town on account of me. Will the citizens of Keilah surrender me to him? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? Lord God of Israel, tell your servant. And the Lord said, He will. Again, David asked, Will the citizens of Keilah surrender me and my men to Saul? And the Lord said, They will. So David and his men, about 600 in number, left Keilah and kept moving from place to place. When Saul was told that David had escaped from Keilah, he did not go there. David stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hills of the desert of Ziph. Day after day, Saul searched for him. But God did not give David into his hands. While David was at Horesh in the desert of Ziph, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel, and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Horesh. The Ziphites went up to Saul at Gibeah and said, Is not David hiding among us in the strongholds at Horesh, on the hill of Hakalah, south of Jeshimon? Now, your majesty, come down whenever it pleases you to do so, and we will be responsible for giving him into your hands. Saul replied, The Lord bless you for your concern for me. Go and get more information. Find out where David usually goes and who has seen him there. They tell me he is very crafty. Find out about all the hiding places he uses and come back to me with definite information. Then I will go with you. If he's in the area, I will track him down among all the clans of Judah. So they set out and went to Ziph ahead of Saul. Now David and his men were in the desert of Maon, in the Arabah, south of Jeshimon. Saul and his men began the search, 
And when David was told about it, he went down to the rock and stayed in the desert of Maon. When Saul heard this, he went to the desert of Maon in pursuit of David. Saul was going along one side of the mountain, and David and his men were on the other side, hurrying to get away from Saul. As Saul and his forces were closing in on David and his men to capture them, a messenger came to Saul, saying, Come quickly, the Philistines are raiding the land. Then Saul broke off his pursuit of David and went to meet the Philistines. That is why they called this place Selah Hamek Lakoth. And David went up from there and lived in the strongholds of En Gedi. And so once again, uh, Saul is still trying to kill David. Um, David hears in the first couple of verses that the Philistines have attacked a city in Judah. And so he asked the Lord, should I go fight these Philistines? Now, mind you, he's already in hiding from Saul. But he's such a, a warrior and a defender of God's people. He asked the Lord, hey, can I take my, my guys and go attack the Philistines? And the Lord answers him and says, go attack the Philistines and save Keilah, the city. But David's men were afraid. They said, here we are in Judah, hiding from Saul. How can we go fight the Philistine forces? So David once again goes to the Lord, and he says, uh, Lord, should we go down and fight them? And the Lord says, yep, I already told you, David, go fight the Philistines. I'll give them into your hands. So David goes, and indeed, they, um, they strike them down. They inflict heavy losses on the Philistines, and they save the people of Keilah. And then Saul was told what David had done and that David was hanging out in this city, Keilah, and apparently it was a walled city. So Saul said, oh, great, it's a trap. He's inside of a walled city. I can surround the city and I can lay siege to it and, and kill David. So Saul calls up all of his forces and they go. And uh, David hears about it. He inquires of the Lord what he should do. And the Lord said, you need to leave because um, these people are going to turn you over to Saul. So David escaped. Saul uh, searched for him day after day. Once again, while David was in hiding, Jonathan came and um, uh, met with David, helped him find strength in the Lord. I love that expression, helped him find strength in the Lord. He said, don't be afraid. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel, and I'll be second to you. Friends, that is quite a powerful statement of faith. Here's Jonathan, the heir apparent to the throne, but he says, not me, David, you'll be the king over Israel, and I'll be your second in command. And then he says something even more amazing. Even my father Saul knows this. So Saul was aware of the will of the Lord and the plan of the Lord, and yet he was actively fighting against the will of God. And so the two men, Jonathan and David, once again made a covenant before the Lord Jonathan went home, and, and David remained in Horesh in hiding. Saul um, once again goes in pursuit of David, trying to find him, hoping to kill him. Uh, the Lord um, has David and his men on one side of a mountain and Saul on the other side of the mountain, and word comes to Saul, hey, the Philistines are attacking. You need to, to take your guys and fight the Philistines. And so Saul breaks off his pursuit of David. Uh, goes to fight the Philistines, and David escapes once again. Now, friends, this um, progressive slide of Saul's is a horrible, horrible thing to watch. You know, first he was disobedient to the word of Samuel concerning waiting for him and uh, allowing Samuel to make the sacrifice. He usurped Samuel's priestly role 
and um, uh, made the sacrifice himself, and uh, he transgressed against the Lord, uh, the word of the Lord through Samuel, by disobeying Samuel. And so there was a couple of episodes uh, with with Samuel that resulted in uh, Saul being disqualified from the throne, and yet he was still serving as king. And so the Lord made it apparent to David first that he was anointing him to be the king, the replacement king. But David didn't throw that in Saul's face. And yet Saul figured it out over time that the hand of the Lord was on David. And apparently at some point, the Lord had made it crystal clear to Saul, David is supposed to be the king and your son is not going to be a king. He's going to be David's second in command. So this idea of Saul's apostasy becoming so bad that even his own son recognized that uh, the hand of God was against Saul. Saul knew the will of God, and he was actively fighting against the will of God. Friends, that's a higher level of sin than to not know the will of God and to miss the mark. Saul knew the will of God, and it was for David to be king, and Saul's son, Jonathan, to be his his, uh, lieutenant. He knew that was God's will, and yet he continued to try and kill David, thinking he could break the will of God over David's life. And so, Lord, we recognize this progression. Sin never leaves us with just one error. It, um, it always takes us further than we wanted to go or further than we thought we would go. The progression of sin, Lord, um, if it's un, uninterrupted, if it's unconfessed, if it's not dealt with, it'll lead a slippery slope downhill to the grave and perhaps even to hell and separation from you forever. Lord, um, look on our lives. Look on my life and all those that are listening. Examine us, Lord, and see if there is any uh, sin in us that is leading us away from you. God, arrest us, spiritually speaking, today. Give us the grace to see our sin. Give us the grace to repent. Give us the grace to turn from our sin and to follow you. Lord, um, we don't want to continue to oppose your will in our lives. Help us, Lord. Give us grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.